Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every wish or desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest of And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Welcoming you to this episode of the show where we're going to be talking about the clearly horror film, The Dark Crystal, from 1982, directed by Jim Henson and Frank Oz. There's just so much gore and violence in this movie, I don't know if we're going to be able to contain ourselves. So we're going to have to see how that plays out later on in the show when we talk about the Mad Monkeys film pick of the week. But before we do all that, I'm joined by the bold and the beautiful, the Gold Geek Keith. Friends, I am. Friends, friends, let's be friends, make me. Welcome to Talking Terror. <laughs> it's going to be one of those episodes. Strap in for the sexies and the mystics. Are you going to emperor? Mmm, I'm Chamberlain. Mm. Yep, yep, get used for a lot of that. There's a lot of that later on in the show. Um, but we're also joined by the psychotic simian, the mad monkey, the prince of Moore's day, the dark crystal himself. Get funky with it, monkey. Welcome, frat fans. Once again, it's time for your favorite hall podcast in all of the interwebs. That's right. It's talking terror time, baby. Your go-to podcast for hall news, nerdgasms, and movie reviews. We always coming at you live every Wednesday night from 9 to 11 p.m. But you can also catch any of our hundreds of episodes down in the Talking Terror catacombs. Now available on Blog Talks. Spotify and iTunes, baby. Just don't forget to like and subscribe to Talking Terror on both Facebook and Instagram, baby. What's up, Fright Family? Trial by Stone. Oh, wait. That's okay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Monkey. Always glad to have you. Keep it sexy. Keep it sexy. However they say it. I'm going to get a lot of confused later on in the show, so. <laughs> Either way, welcome back. We happen to be talking about your pick later on the show. We're also joined by the very astute, very educated, very opinionated, Demonic Dean himself. Yay! Ah! That is true. What you say is correct. I'm here. Crack. crack. I have opinions. Crystal. <laughs> I have crack. Um, and astute. You have crack. He likes crack. <laughs> He's got the, oh, he got the crack. You got more of that crack, me? Got more of that crack and go crack? Crack and the dark crystal, not New Jack City. <laughs> <laughs> what won't he suck a dick for? Oh, New Jack City. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> a lot of trial by crack there. Not too cow. <laughs> not too cow. The white warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Good evening. Always. Good evening. Good evening. Happy to have you back here. Happy to be talking about a, a, a movie later on in the episode. Uh, pleasure, but of course, pleasure. Uh, so I mean, I'm sure we have a lot of horror news to talk about, but 
Gould, Monkey, do you have anything you want to bring up before we head over to the news desk with Adine? I mean, I'm pretty sure you guys wanted to talk about The Flash, right? I mean, please, don't don't stop on my account. Ah! Well, I don't know if Monkey told the truth. Savior of the universe, Flash! Ah! Yes, to me! <laughs> Stab you, bang! Full f- Stab well, you well, fuck yeah! Because he played for the fucking Jets, baby. <laughs> the best quarterback the Jets ever had. Fuck Tom Brady. Fuck, <laughs> your goat right there, huh? <laughs> he retired twice. I mean, you got to give it up to him. And everybody gets that chance. <laughs> This is true. Um, yeah, but, I mean, who knows? Who knows? We might see. We might see yet another comeback come next year. You know, don't call it a yeah, comeback. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey's been here for years, locking his peers and putting suckers in fear. Well, cool monkey, right over there. Yeah. Because mm. <laughs> I'm straight. Because I'm straight out of low <laughs> Hell, just so. <laughs> Straight out of August. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll get to uh, that. Monkey, did you, ever, did you have a chance to see uh, the Flash trailer? Yes, I did. All right, so let's, let's talk about that a little bit before we get into the horror news. So, who I'm going to hit you up first? Um, you know, obviously, Ezra Miller is surrounded by a fuck ton of controversy, but goddamn, that trailer. What'd you think about it? I mean, you know me, man. I hate these comic book movies. It's just really not my thing at all. Um, They're terrible, right? <laughs> so many of these damn things. Loser. Uh, I, I mean, listen. <laughs> you know, the, the the Flash movie has been, you know, in production hell forever. Uh, they've been wanting mm-hmm. to do this and, and get there, and they just couldn't. Uh, yeah, you know, like I, I know me and you, King, we, we, we talk, you know, out of our, our, our regular group chat every now and again. And like I told you mm-hmm. in, in that chat, you know, like I, I know Ezra Miller in his, in his private life, you know, has whatever, whatever is going on is going on. Um, and, it's, and it sucks. It's, you know, I'm, I'm not going to condone it uh, at all. And it's a shame because as far as him being an actor – I, I really like him as an actor. I love how I, I just love the the quirkiness of his performances. Um, mm-hmm. I just like how he portrays characters, and I really enjoy the way he portrays the Flash. Um, so so I am glad that this movie is coming out. I know that they're using this as uh, I mean again, it's literally Flashpoint. This is the yeah. This is the hard reset of the DC movie universe, you know, like after this, everything that's come before it is pretty much wiped away. We are are starting an entirely new universe. All the movies that they're going to continue with, they're going to fall into that whole Elseworlds category where, you know, you're still going to have movies like the Batman and uh, Joker, Doe, Fale, or whatever they're calling it, you know, which they have their, uh, their you know, their their, their first fucking, uh, you know, screenshot today of, uh, of Harley Quinn. You know, as as Lady yeah. Gaga, you know, it's just a close-up shot yeah, of her like team. Uh, I mean, it's just a close-up of the two of them. You know, my, my guess is, is that's before she's Harley. You know, I'm going to guess that's Dr. Quintel right there. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, but but like all of those are going to fall into like, hey, we we are going to make these movies, you know, which we've been saying for years, just make standalone films. They don't have to be connected to mm-hmm. the universe. Let Marvel do that. Let DC just make movies using their fucking uh, a ridiculously large cast of characters that they have. Um, but they're going to do both is what they're going to do. They're going to make these solo shots, and then they're also going to do their, their connected universe, you know, done by James Gunn. So we will see how all of that falls. Uh, I am excited for this one. I think it'll be fun. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Michael Keaton as the Batman again. So I don't know how happy he is mm-hmm. to be doing it. He did look thrilled. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> we try not to die. He just, like, well, that's he, he just kind of like, yeah, I showed up. Someone had to show up to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm supposed so to be Monty, Vulture, you think about the question? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about it, Mikey? Um, I guess it looks kind of cool, but at the same time, I know not to get myself worked up because, again, no matter what we're given in the trailer, we're still looking at a DC movie. So, <laughs> I'm, not, so I'm not getting my hopes up because uh, odds are everything they showed in the trailer is probably going to be all of the excitement that's in this thing. The rest of it is probably going to be dull-ass talking with probably no score or nothing like DC does. So it's the worst it's just, when they do I'm that. I'm not getting... They talk and make a story. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, how dare they? No, I said with no score. I said like with no score or anything like that in the background. It's like, uh, no, it's no. It's just I'm just taking it with a grain of salt. We'll see how it goes, Uh, you know. But I'm again. It's like hoping this is the end of everything that we have been given as far as bad DC movies. And hopefully, like the ghoul said, this is a reset, and they're going to pretty much reset the universe. Hopefully, and start giving us the movies that are fun to watch. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I first saw the show on the Super Bowl Sunday and flipped the fuck out because we have Keaton back in the suit. You know, yeah, I'm Batman. I'm like, oh, fuck, dude, I'm just incoming. Like, you know, like, I'm so fucking happy right now. And they have the Danny Elfman score playing in the background from 89. I'm like, oh, okay, so they're playing it for us. <laughs> the fans of Keaton as Batman you know, you do get Batfleck back. We see him in a couple of scenes. They have the suit from the comic books, which I was so excited about, the blue and the gray and the yellow. I paused that scene. I was like, oh, shit, it really is in the movie. So I think it is going to be like the ultimate reset, and I think they're going to do a lot of fan service, of course, with Keaton being back. There was even a rumor that Bale might even show up because we are playing with different universes. So I'd like to see if that comes true. I don't think it's going to happen. But I would be very interested to see if, in fact, Bale's Batman shows up in the The second. motorcycle looked like it. The Batcycle had the – I mean, it was a dual wheel. Uh, it had, yeah, it, it had the two, two wheels. It had two wheels, but, you know, it, it did have that similar look. And more so, what I noticed is it had that same slow-riding effect. Like, you know, the one thing I yeah. always had a problem with, with, like, the Bale Batmobile and the Bale motorcycle was, like, any time those scenes were filmed, it just never seemed like that fucking thing was going fast. And, like, I always no. picture, like, you know, the, the fucking Batmobile supposed to be fast as fuck, man. You know, he's cruising around in that damn thing, you know? And especially when you change it over to a motorcycle, you expect there to be some speed. But for whatever reason, the way Nolan films those, those shots, 
just does not come away with any speed. And that's kind of the vibe I was getting when they were showing those, those, those bat cycle shots. So I don't think it's out of the question. You know, I think getting him back just real quick for a, a scene or two, they'll throw him some money. You know, there's that, that, that whole fucking bust that they do. And it's like, beep, 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 yeah, yeah, go. Here's a couple million fucking, you know, come in <laughs> one day, film fucking 20 <laughs> seconds worth of, uh, of filler, you know, and that'll be that, you know, go ow my knee. Damn it, Alfred! You know what's going on? You know, where's Rachel? And uh, and, and we're good. <laughs> Where is she? Oh, there he is. <laughs> and then Pattinson shows up in the background. He's like, "I'm Batman too, guys." And like, fuck you. <laughs> Keep on driving. <laughs> no, you know what? That's the Batman we're not going to see, and that's fine. And I'm fine yeah. with that because again, we know we know that's not connected in any way, nor is it ending. So, like, that's why you can do this. You can put the, you know, you can put the nail in the. You could put the nail in bail, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, it, it just got me excited. It just, and I think, like, I didn't even remember the flashers in the fucking trailer. I was just focused so much on fucking Batman, uh, <laughs> and you see him back in the, the suit, trailer. and you know, and I'm like, yeah, he's in it, but it's fucking Batman. Like, it, it's Michael Keaton putting on the fucking cowl and the suit again. Like, this is amazing. Like, yes. We're going to get another Indiana Jones, and that's fine, too. But it's like, no. Like, Keaton is coming back as Batman. Like, that's more exciting to me than the fucking other Indiana Jones movie. Like, I just want to see this movie. And then once the scene is over, I can walk out of the theater. Done. <laughs> I'm checking out. I'll you find know, out what happens I, I later. Want, I'm like, uh, You know, I know me. I'm going to obviously, you know, use my A-list, and I'm going to go see the Indiana Jones movie in the theater because I'm a sucker. Me, too. And I... And, yep, and I me too. <laughs> love Indiana Jones, you know, uh, but I have like zero hope that that movie is going to be any good. Oh, yeah. Um, it just looks like such a <laughs> yeah, CGI yeah. fest. And it's just, uh, oh, it is. yep, yep. They're, they're using that de-aging technology. And judging by yep. the, the new trailers, it looks like they're using it a hell of a lot more than I think people kind of expected. Uh, we oh, might get wow. a, a little more World War II era indie than, than we were really thinking we were. It's a lot. Yeah, that new trailer, it seemed like the entire movie is going to be the age, and there's only going to be a couple scenes of him actually being his age. <laughs> like, he showed up for like three days to film. He's like, and that's it. That's all I got into like, okay, well, we'll just do de-aging for the rest of the movie for the next two hours, <laughs> which I hope it's not. I hope it's like an hour and a half. <laughs> These days, you never know. It could be like a two and a half hour movie, you know, and you just have to be happy with that. But yeah, you know, this it, it's 95% of it is stunt man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, it's an exciting thing to see, you know, Keaton come back. And yeah, I agree with you, Google. I want more Vulture. I could always use more Vulture than Spider-Man. Because he was so good as that character. Like, unbelievable how he managed to make the Vulture actually interesting. Because I never liked the Vulture in the comic books. He was just like an old fucking boring man. Never really did anything for me. And Keaton shows up. Yep. So it was. And then Keaton shows up and fucking nails it. (laughs) All right. Yeah, and they just just completely dropped that story because they were supposed to go more into the Sinister Six again, right? Well, they moved. Well, what they did was they didn't drop it. They moved it to the Eddie Brock verse, so that is oh. now going to be in the Venom verse, as far as all of those things go. Remember, it's a Sony property. Yeah, they want, they, they kind of set that up where they've they've got them together over there now. Um, 
And that's, you know what, that that's not a terrible thing either. You know what, I, I can go with it as long as they just do it right, you know. I don't I don't need them in the MCU, you know what I mean? Because that's just, it's already too yeah. big. I'm, I'm geared up to see Ant-Man tomorrow, but, you know, like, oh, unfortunately, I <laughs> you know, I, I don't ever listen to reviews and all that shit, but obviously nope. you can't not see the news, and, you know, the news is now reporting that you got the second lowest fucking Rotten Tomato score of any MCU 53%. movie so far. So, so wow. it's like, okay, so... Yeah, yeah, they're, they're saying put it this way. They're saying Thor: The Dark World has got a higher rating than this movie, and I mean, for me, Thor: The Damn. Dark World is still the fucking bottom of the bottom as far as you know the the Marvel movies go. That movie sucked so bad. <laughs> we saw that together, like in theaters, and I remember like being half asleep during it. Like, this movie fucking so boring. <laughs> You know, uh, Thor sucks, and then Ragnarok came out, and I was like, all right, they're turning it around. They're turning it around. This is what I want. It was, yeah, well, I mean, we, we actually, remember, that was, early, to, to, quote, <laughs> to quote Love Island, that was early days of talking terror, and we actually fucking covered an episode where we talked about yes, Thor. Yes, <laughs> As it went into <laughs> for the dark world, and I remember the next week we were like, "Yeah, well, we're never gonna do that again because that movie was Ever. fucking shit." Oh, the dark world is such trash. Like I was like, "It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good." No, it was such fucking garbage. And I was like, "I'm giving up on Thor." Then you know, you know, Taika Waititi came around. He's like, "Oh, let me give it a shot." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, yep, yep, you can do it." And he did. He made Thor fun. Too bad he fucked it up with Love and Thunder. Yeah, that was kind of a misstep. It, that movie had good moments, but overall, it wasn't the best. I was kind of hoping for more. Like, yeah, it just had some couple moments where I'm like, that was fun. You know, like the kids at the end of the movie. You know, that, that was a cool set piece. But otherwise, yeah. Weird. Too much com too much comedy, not enough fucking god killing. You know, I mean I think I would yeah. think by now, you know, listen, we, we all know what Thor's about. And as you know, I know I've said repeatedly for years, you know, every single superhero, your superhero is only as good as his villain. And when you yeah. have Gore the God killer, you know, being played by Christian Bale masterfully masterfully yeah. at that. Yep. And yet you barely give us any of him, and you really don't give us much God-killing at all, and everything is all fucking, you know, joke, 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 joke. Oh, look what Thor's fucking doing now. Oh, look how funny this is. And to boot, you know, you got fucking – and the, the Lady Thor thing was cool, but, you know, I yeah. don't think they didn't pay, yeah. pay enough – they didn't – Pay enough respect to the idea of what that character was really suffering through. You know, it was like, oh, hey, she's got cancer. That's why she's Lady Thor. Okay, moving on yeah. now. Like, we, we don't want to bum you out as an audience. But you know what? Like, <laughs> hey, that's the thing. Believe it or not, a lot of us are adults that are watching these films, and we can actually take that kind of shit and respect it and enjoy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could have been a little more serious about it. You know, they injected a lot of com some of the comedy work, some of it didn't. Like, I did like the Stonebreaker moments. Like, when he's getting Stonebreaker <laughs> drunk on the ship, he's pouring the beer over him. He's like, it's, it's going to be all right. 
you're my friend now. No, not Molnir. You're my friend. <laughs> or or like, whenever, whenever he look at Molnir and Stormbreaker would kind of just sneak into the edge of the frame. <laughs> say, what? <laughs> we were just talking. <laughs> or when it sends him flying over the island as you see him outside with other two characters talking. He's like, oh, no, no, Stormbreaker. <laughs> you know, like it had little moments like that that kind of made me enjoy it. But overall... It's not a movie I revisited. I think I actually uh, revisited uh, Ragnarok more than I have with uh, Love and Thunder. Like Ragnarok, which is fun from beginning to finish. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I've watched yeah. that one a number of times. Uh, yeah, Love, Love and Thunder. Yeah. I, uh, I saw in theaters, and I own it. And I know I started mm-hmm. it at one point, but it, I just I never finished it. I didn't. didn't uh, maybe I watched it. Oh, you know what? I, I do own it. I never watched it again through like owning it. I watched the whole thing one time on uh, Disney Plus. I was like, oh, hey, I have Disney Plus, so like every now and again, I throw like you know one of the the movies on just to at least make me feel like I, I pay for it for a reason. Mm-hmm. Nice. So with that being said, uh, I want to go to the dean. I want to wake him up. And, you know, I want to hear some horror news. Like, I'm, I'm excited. So we're talking about in the world of horror. I am here, have just been following along, uh, waiting patiently. Uh, you are allowed to have your conversation when the need arises. Thank I, you so much. I hold, I hold, hold no ill will. Um, but, yes, here we are. And, uh, you know, mixed reviews and mixed uh, feelings from the fan base upon the release of the Will Smith-led I Am Legend. Uh, but it's been mm-hmm. announced that... Uh, the Weed Road Production Company has moved to Warner Brothers, and uh, they have two top priorities. The first top priority is a sequel to I Am Legend that will bring back that will bring back Will Smith no! as well as well as uh, Michael B. Jordan in uh, as a yet uh, unknown role. Um, but that is a go, and the second. Uh, which maybe some people thought was in flux as of late, but it is also official that Keanu Reeves will be returning for a Constantine uh, sequel. So um, those are two high-priority properties to come back. Uh, I do know that the I Am Legend sequel is supposed to take place a couple of decades after the first film. Yeah, and they're actually going to go with the alternate ending to I Am Legend, which was filmed... It wasn't released. The theatrical ending, you know, was given to us, but the extended uh, alternate ending, you know, gave a little bit more of a punch for the Will Smith character. Because that's a movie I actually don't mind. I saw it in the theater, and I was like, this is actually pretty good. I still prefer the Vincent Price movie, The Last Man on Earth, or even the Omega movie. Uh, but, yeah, with, with uh, the Will Smith I Am Legend, it, it was a great movie. And, of course, you have a cute fucking German Shepherd that you're following and it has a tragic death. And I'm like, fuck. I was like, all right. And I was like, this movie got me because it's got a dog, you know, dying and turning and shit like that. But yeah, <laughs> the original ending was just not great. Like, I remember walking in the theater and that's it. Like, it's pretty, like, kind of lame. Like, they just kind of rushed it. But supposedly they're going to take the alternate ending and they're going to use it for the opening of I Am Legend 2. So we'll see how it is. But... If you haven't checked out The Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price, definitely do. It's a fantastic fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I second that, man. The Vincent Price one is solid as fuck. (laughs) For me, all I ever think about is, is, uh, you know, I I hate to invoke the name, but, you know, Edward X. X Young and how much he hated 
I am legend because it was not, you know, to to the same same film as as the original. Oh, of course. Well, <laughs> he had a lot of different opinions. Um and uh this they I actually said in the group chat, there's a new uh thing, I think it's on Netflix or maybe it's on Peacock, but it's called uh This Place is Awesome, which is about the January sixth ins- uh, insurrection and Edward X Young is in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no fucking Looking way. Like Santa. Yeah, he is. Jeez. He was interviewed in This Place is Awesome, looking like a racist Santa Claus, talking about how much he wants to suck Trump's dick. So I was like, oh, there he is, Ed. Remember when he went insane? <laughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, check that it's out if you know the, who he is. Be- it's the best character he's ever played. Ever. <laughs> getting money for that part. But, all right, moving on, Dean. What's next? What are we talking about? I will tell you that Christopher Gans, director of the 2006 uh, Silent Hill film, uh, mm-hmm. has announced that he has secured financing for his return to Silent Hill, and the expectation is that this will begin filming soon. All right, so return to Silent Hill. I mean, Could I be believe cool. Silent Hill was a horror video game, if I'm not correct, uh, if I'm if I'm not yes. uh, mistaken. Uh, so yes, I wanted to make sure that I included that because I know that uh, some of you like video games. Well, uh, yeah, it's actually funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense because they are Hello? doing a uh, a full remake Hello? of Silent Hill with the, uh, yeah, with, the with the newer generation. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Zach recently played through, uh, Silent Hill 2. Uh, you know, it's one of those games where, like, I just, it was too similar to Resident Evil. So, for me, I just wasn't feeling it, and, like, I just, there was always something about the game that I just, I just avoided it. I never played any of the Silent Hills, um, but he reports it that, you know what, it was, it was a fantastic game. He had a lot of fun playing it, and, uh. And yeah, he's he's looking forward to all of this stuff. So, uh, have you ever played a monkey? Any of the Silent Hill games? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, I've had friends friends who played it and whatnot. To me, like the ghoul was saying, it looked a little bit too Resident Evil to me. Uh, but it was also one of those you know grinding games where you got to sit there and play for a while. And they were all coming out at a time when I really didn't have the time to play games. But yeah, it's it's definitely has the look of like a Resident Evil kind of game with you know when you do the research on it, a lot of sexual frustration thrown into it as well. <laughs> oh, we all need that, of course. It doesn't need a little sexual frustration <laughs> when playing video games. I'm back. Sure. Well, you know, visually, it's got some of like you know the most classic looking like video game monster things. You know, like I know those pyramid head things with the fucking giant swords and yeah, shit. like you know. That's the sexual frustration part. <laughs> Is that the one with like the weird nurses that like, don't have faces or yep. whatever? Like they're all scarred. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's like, I do know someone else. Okay. So yeah, I never played him, but I was more of like a Resident Evil guy. Never really got into the yeah. Silent Hill ones. Um, I was so upset they did not actually use the nurses more in the the first movie or in the original movie. I never saw the movie either. 
I never I saw the movie. <laughs> yeah, I know Roddy Mitchell was in it, and it was supposed to be good, but I don't know. I, I never really got around to it. But I was too let down by the Resident there. Evil movie to ever fucking even give the Silent Hill movie a chance. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it goes. But, all right, Dean, what's next? What are you talking about? So I know that there's been so much talk amongst us about Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool, uh, which... Uh, hit theaters at the very tail end of January. And I'm here to say that as of yesterday, uh, you now have the opportunity to take this film in uh, via video on demand uh, from the comfort of your own home. Uh, that's available at a, at a renting price of $14.99. $14.99, not bad. Good price. Is that to rent or to right, own, Dean? I thought that was to own. Uh, let me take a look here and just make sure that no one is getting false information from uh, us here at Talking Terror because we yeah, wouldn't want to do that. that. <laughs> and if you are uh, – no, this is not the right one. So professional. <laughs> And your call is important to us. Fourteen ninety nine to buy. Fourteen ninety nine to buy. That's a rent. You can own Infinity Pool for fourteen ninety nine. Not bad. Highly recommend. All that cum. All that fucking. So much blood. So much cum. So much fucking. So much titty sucking. Yeah. I recommend it. I know it came out the other day. What a perfect Valentine's Day movie that would have been. And, you know, you're just with your lover, and you're like, all right, baby, let's, uh, you know, hang out. Let's watch a movie together. Then there's just a bunch of weird fucking orgies. But, yep, that's it. I'm a man. (laughs) You're a woman. (laughs) I mean, I recommend it if you like weird shit. Like I told you when I saw it in the theaters. I'm like, if you like weird fucking movies, (laughs) it's right up your alley, especially if you like Possessor. If you like that vibe. Especially if you're senior citizens. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I went to the bathroom. And then, like, he was gone for, like, 25 minutes. Because like, he had to beat one off. She <laughs> sure, was just pacing the halls. He had to use his <laughs> penis pump to get it. Well, it took so long because, you know, 10 of that was using his penis pump to get it up, man. So. Well, no, he just, had, he just had to pop the old fucking, uh, you know, the old Sildenafil or whatever, you know what I mean? A little Viagra, and you got to wait, like, a half hour to an hour for that shit to kick in. So he was like, you know, he, like... The king said he was pacing the halls. He was waiting to get it up, and uh, then he like sat back down and was like, you know, Mar- "Martha, I'm ready." Martha, and then that, exactly. that, that's when you saw Martha's head disappear. <laughs> Ew! Said, you know, I don't know what old people having sex. <laughs> yep. Martha, no, no, you love old people having sex. You watch like, fucking oh, just, just a of, granny porn, bro. Ugh. Just a bunch of loose skin and Werther's laying around. And, ugh, God. Just liver spots everywhere. I mean, oh, you, you, you Ryan, old, and still banging. You, you hey, moved on if, if you could, porn, Yeah, because I was going to say, if you could get a group if you could get group, group on with the Golden Girls, I know you'd jump all over that shit. <laughs> uh, Blanche, maybe. Not the others. Like, they, they could fucking watch, but they're not joining in. Sorry. Sorry. No, Sophia, you could wait. You know, you could all wait. No. I'm a Blanche guy. Not a B. Arthur what, guy. Not a B. White guy. 
He wants mom. What, hap- what happened, King? Did, King, did you all of a sudden like hook up? Finally, hook up with someone younger than you? Is that why you're just in all this? What are you talking about? I told you. I told you. I would. I would hit it so hard with Blanche Devereaux. <laughs> Let's go out with an eye and fuck, and then eat cheesecake afterwards. And then we could just fucking talk about it. Because she was all about getting freaky. All the other ones like no. Like B. Arthur's like, what are you doing to my friend? I'm like, sorry, sir. I'm here to have sex with Blanche. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. Beat it, <laughs> Seven foot tall looking person. I'm busy oh, over here. And those big ass shoulder pads didn't help either. <laughs> looking like a fucking linebacker. Oh, God. <laughs> they all had shoulder Like, it was just a weird time in the 80s and 90s where every fucking woman had to have shoulder pads. Yeah. That and designing women. <laughs> Oh, yeah. God. Delta Burke was like, I love shoulder pants. Like, oh, man. <laughs> I think Andy Potts was Certainly the only one that's like, I just want to wear normal clothes. <laughs> Designing women, wow, monkey. <laughs> so we're digging deep into that fucking 80s and 90s sitcoms. But a bunch Dude, of women you're going to shoulder pads. you got to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to. You know, because Murphy Brown didn't have it. Murphy Brown was too cool for shoulder pads. I'm a serious reporter. I'm Candace Bergen. Yep, you're right. I just don't want to be anywhere near you. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Dean. What else have you got? <laughs> yeah, surprised that surprised to me in? that it's uh, no. Uh, uh, are they? <laughs> I don't know, man. We got to check Walmart to find that out. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be waiting a report uh, for next week. But what I am here to say is that <laughs> surprise, surprising to me that it's just a Blu-ray and not one of these, like, 4K uh, UHD editions, uh, the 20th anniversary of Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses uh, is coming up in April, and... Uh, to coincide with the 20th anniversary, there is going to be a 20,000, uh, 20, sorry, a 20th 20, anniversary, anniversary uh, special edition Blu-ray set. Uh, this is going to feature all new packaging uh, with numerous artists that were selected by Rob Zombie himself. Uh, this is also going to feature a 60-page photo book with photos from Rob, Rob Zombie himself, as well as all kinds of other special features. Uh, while this will be uh, widely available, there is going to be a Best Buy exclusive Steelbook edition. Hmm. Well, wow, 20 very, years. Very cool. Wow. I, I'm a fan <laughs> of it. I, I actually like House Without the Corpses. Like, it's a fun movie, especially back in the day when the when that DVD came out and they had the interactive menu with Sid Haig as Captain Spaulding, where you have to ring the bell for him to come out. And then he would just start saying what. Tiny fucking stump. <laughs> yeah, tiny fucking stump. Like, yeah, man, that was like the best DVD hidden egg that you could find in that. Mm-hmm. Them sitting around talking about tiny fucking stuff. You know, then Captain Spaulding <laughs> coming up behind them. What the fuck do you want? Watch the damn movie already. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. It was so funny, so good. I mean, I prefer Devil's Rejects over House of and Corpses, but... Yeah, it was like Rob wanted to do Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but with crazier characters. Well, I bet. I tell you, yeah. you see hell, but you stuck your head in the fire. Yep. 
Yeah, that's right, Otis. <laughs> I'm the one that brings candy. There's so many good moments in that movie. Just so wild. The whole the Dr. Satan scene at the end where he just fucking went nuts. Like, oh, there's this fucking guy who does surgery on people for no fucking reason. Everybody's fucking mutated. It's like, all right, no, yep. Yeah. And for some reason, he's like movie. the boss? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so, and the fact that, that he wanted to include Dr. Satan in Devil's Rejects, but he's like, not the right movie for that. <laughs> nope. He almost did. Filmed it. The deleted scene is there of Dr. Satan, but it's like, not the right movie. Devil's Rejects is a road movie. Oh, wow. Fucking, you know, you cannot think about Freebird and not think about that movie. You just can't. <laughs> I'm I can. Freebird comes on. <laughs> I hear, see that Cadillac driving down the fucking highway. <laughs> and yet somehow they survived. And that's how we got three from hell, which yeah. was fucking no, terrible. No. When you go out with that song, you don't live. Okay? That's a going out song. <laughs> it is. And... You make you feel sympathetic for the killers. You shouldn't, but he kind of played it that way, where he made you feel sympathetic for Captain Spaulding and Otis and Baby. And it's like, oh, well, I mean, they're not so bad. It's like, no, no, they are. Like, they're fucking horrible people that should be killed by police. But, you know, you have that one moment. It's like, I don't know if they should go out to Freebird. Like, that's too much of a hero song to go out on. Exactly. fucking deranged killers. But it, it worked. Like, it, it was fine. I, I enjoyed it. But, yeah, for him to explain how they survived in Three from Hell was just fucking wild. Like, they're riddled with bullets. He's like, ah, it's okay, though. Like, they, they fucking lived. They got shot to death. But, no, they're hanging on. <laughs> it's like, come just on, dude. Like, you, you got no story here. But <laughs> made me think maybe Thelma well. Louise actually had a chance. Wouldn't that be great, though? I would love to see Thelma Louise Part 2. They go over that cliff and somehow they survive and it's like 20 years later and they're like, yeah, we drove off that cliff and we survived. And we still hate man. <laughs> and then it turns into like natural born killers, except it's uh, someone Louise, where they're just going around killing people. <laughs> it's just all like Oliver Stone, LSD trippy shit. Like, no, no, that was, they, that. no the, that, that was already done. It was called Monster. No, you can't really compare that to Monster because that was Eileen Wernos. That was like an actual serial killer. You're talking about the Charlie Theron movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not quite what I'm looking for. I'm looking for more of like a natural born killer's vibe with them on the leaves. Where like they're just like cutting dicks off and like shoving them into their mouths and like, <laughs> them on the leaves, bitch. Like, like just making it like so weird. Well, they gotta be cutting dicks, man. Like they would be, they'd be wearing the, like, necklaces and shit like that. Man. Like, yeah, we're going to make alone. Because we survived the car crash. <laughs> like, with the right Because we didn't have penises. Like, <laughs> penis necklaces? <laughs> oh. That's what you have to have. Oh. Because they'll go, oh. this is all the people we kill. Just giving high fives and then just fucking going down on each other every night. Like, that's the film of Louis Park 2 I want to see. It's a very damn, old Gina Davis. <laughs> well, come on. If you're going to do it right, do it right. <laughs> Show us on the yeah, now, King is going, now King's going back in the dirty grandma country. <laughs> well, because they're old now, so you kind of have to do that. So, see, now I'm going to have to write the script. I'm just going to have to do it. I'm going to have to write the Thelma Louise Part 2 uh, film script. Where it's just Highway Adventures <laughs> and Murders. 
<laughs> Somehow they survived the crash, and now they are sadistic fucking killers. Because <laughs> um, it was Gene Davis. Who was the other one? It was Gene Davis, or was it Julia Roberts who played the other character? No, Again, uh, right? Susan Sarandon. I'm having a blank. Yeah. Oh, Susan, Susan, Sarandon. Susan, Susan, Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. Sarandon. Yeah, Susan Sarandon <laughs> and, and Gina Davis. Like, they would both be on board. I mean, you can even have Brad Pitt come back. I'm still hitchhiking on the highway. Show my butt. Man, he's still be, still be the best looking fucking one in the damn movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa, ladies, ladies, you're too old for me, but I'll take a ride. And, oh, God, what are you doing? No, not my dick. And he's fucking just chopping his dick off. <laughs> it would be a fucking great movie. I mean, we live in a world where Terrifier 2 exists, so you can't tell me that a deranged Thelma Louise part 2 can't exist alongside it. It can. It's kind of a life. <laughs> I think. Okay. It would be a, sh- yeah. be a shared right. world, right. you know what I mean? You could have fucking Thelma Lu- and Louise first fucking uh, Art the Clown. Oh, that would be great. The, the fucking extended universe. The Thelma <laughs> Louise universe meets the terrifying universe. The ultimate crossover. Like, he's the first person they pick uh, up in their car. It's Art the Clown. Get it. But it's like fear and loathing uh, in Las Vegas where they're getting high and talking about the desert. <laughs> Backcountry. <laughs> Art, you know, Art getting nervous in the backseat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trying to look for the doorknob, but it's gone. Like, they took out the door handles, so you can't get out. It's like, you're looking kind of scared. Right? By Back to, it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, poor guy in that movie. Just wanted to get a ride. But anyway, Dean, what else are we talking about? What's up next? Thanks. You guys are I great. I will tell you what's <laughs> up next. We talked, well, I brought to this portion of the show uh, a couple months ago how uh, Dark Sky Films was going to be releasing a Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4K UHD edition that's coming on February 28th. Uh, With that being said, uh, in April, a company called Second Sight Films is going to be putting out their own 4K UHD version of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming on April 10th. Um, what? This one also will be replete with special features, uh, including a 190-page hardcover book uh, that features new mm-hmm. essays from people involved with the film. Uh, so two competing right. editions. I I don't know how how this all works uh, as far as how two <laughs> different. I guess it's just licensing. Whoever owns it, like, can just license out to companies. Um, but two competing studios putting out uh, 4K UHD editions of the original. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, one in April. He's going to have to in... buy them both. <laughs> oh, hell no. I have no interest. No. Not 4K. Sorry. I can't watch Texas Chainsaw on 4K. Can't do it. I agree. You I made it, the same statement. You make it too clean, I'm not um, But, yeah. You know, That's back, uh, back when Daniel we... Pearl. Yeah, we talked about that. But, yeah, Daniel Pearl owns the property. He owns the IP right. of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So he could sell it to whoever he wants. Like he could just say, you want it, you want it, okay, give me some money. So he's playing the smart. But yeah, like, <laughs> but, but yeah, like the dean is saying, this is so weird that we're having two companies releasing 4K UHD DVD sets at the same time of the same movie. 
But and what you have to keep in mind is that Dark uh, Sky Films, their 4K release is going to be for you know region here, so you know region A, region B, whatever it is. Second Sight is a UK company; they only make it for a specific region. So if you don't have an all no, region the, the, player, yeah. there. Hold okay. on, hold hold on with that. The for 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 Second Sight, uh, their 4K UH, UHD version is going to be okay. is going to be region free. And their Blu-ray oh, okay. is going to be a different region. Wow! No, I'm actually impressed because I know what the Dawn of the Dead uh, set that they released a couple of years ago, maybe like two or three years ago. That was specifically for you know a region. Like it wasn't a region free, so like you had to have a specific player for that. So nice that they're doing it for all regions. It kind of sucks when you want it and then you can't play it because <laughs> your player doesn't work with that specific uh, UK region, but. Very cool with that, especially the book. I mean, that's a really kind of nice thing. 192 pages, I think you said. 192. That's a lot. 190 pages. But no, I, I have no interest. I have three copies of it as it stands. I don't need another one, especially not 4K when it's too clear. Like I don't need to see fucking everything. I want that grit. I want that grain. I want that sweat on the fucking camera. And that's where Texas Chainsaw shines. So, but sure, people will be fans of it and want to pick it up. But all right. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I sorry. said the same. Yeah, I said the same thing uh, back when when I first brought up the uh, Dark Sky edition. Uh, that mm-hmm. that's just like some movies and some older movies benefit from uh, the work that goes into the 4K transfer, and uh, it's really cool to see some older films looking so like having such clarity and looking so good. But I th- I think part of what gives the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Texas Chainsaw Massacre what it is. Uh, is that fucking dirt and grime uh, that's like almost like seems like it's baked into the film? Uh, I if there is an opportunity to like see a version of this uh, like digitally where where I'm not buying this package, right. uh, mm-hmm. I'll probably take a look just out of the, for curiosity's sake. Uh, but I certainly um, you know don't have any plans to purchase any edition uh, of this uh, this film. Yeah, it's, it's it's not for me. I know, like the monkey was like, "Oh, King, no." When it comes to those '70s movies, those '60s movies, I need that grit, you know, on the 35 or the 16, whatever they shot it on. Like I just, when it becomes too clear, like it loses that kind of aspect. Like it just there's something lost when everything is too bright and too crisp and too clean. That so, it just, uh, it just like you said, it, dep- it depends on the movie though. And Texas Chainsaw is one of those movies where yes. That is, mm-hmm. it's a movie that's meant to be dirty. It's a movie that's meant to make you feel it's like you're watching movie. something that was like, you know, right. just, just not right. Not well, like, you know, perfect, perfect example of a movie from like that same era that like, you know, and I know the, the Dean loves it too. And when they did the whole uh, Blu-ray thing for it, but beyond the Valley of the Dolls, you know, that yeah, yeah, a good is a beautiful fucking movie. You know, and it Love benefits it. from that 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 cleanup. But but yeah, no, this just like Last House on the Left. You know, give me the original oh, Last House excellent. on the Left. I yep. want it dirty. I want it nasty. I still want to be uncomfortable while watching that movie. You don't need to see everything. You don't need to see it cleaned up. Same thing with Night of the Living Dead. You know where yep. uh, Martin Scorsese oversaw the 4K. No, you know it's just it's not good. Like, don't give me color. Don't give me a cleaned-up version. 
I like it because it seems like you're watching a documentary with that fucking movie. Like, keep it that way. Keep it low quality. Keep it low grade. You know, when you clean it up too much, it's like, I don't like this anymore. Like, it's, it's too much. Like, I like things in shadow. I like the, the grit on the camera. I like, you know, the scratches and shit like that. Like, but you yeah. also, when it's too cleaned up, you notice that it's a set and not a world. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's yeah. a problem, too, because, you know, especially when you watch movies the way we watch movies, you know, it, as it is, it takes a certain special something to make us lose ourselves into a film so much that it becomes its own world. So once you start to kind of shatter it. that, like, it might not... It's not going to permanently ruin a movie for us, but at the same time, it's going to make it where you never look at it the same way again. It loses the quality. It loses that touch. But, you know, but if, if uh, there are people out there that like the 4K, well, there you go. There you have it. Uh, but else, what you else are you talking about? No, just kidding. That's fine. You can <laughs> like the 4K if you want to. Sure. So. I'm lying. You can't. <laughs> So, it is going to be, this year, the 45th anniversary of the original Halloween. And later this year, uh, from September 29th to October 1st, at the Pasadena Civic Center in, oh, sorry, the Pasadena Convention Center in Pasadena, California, uh, is going to have uh, its Halloween 5 uh, is H45 Celebration Convention uh, put on by Tronkus International as well as Sean Clark who is responsible for the 25th, 30th, 35th, and 40th uh, anniversary conventions. Uh, this convention, while has not released its full uh, guest list, has said that there will be uh, stars from all 13 films in the Halloween series on hand as well as what they're claiming to be like the largest uh, vendor uh, center at their convention as well. And uh, I will say that uh, for me, uh, there's a, there's a, I signed up for their um, email updates and there's a distinct possibility that I might uh, check this one out. Uh, Very cool. How far is that from you? How far is Pasadena? Uh, uh, Pasadena, it's probably a, a six to Six to eight hour drive, depending on traffic, Ooh, but okay. uh, it's also mm-hmm. it's also a, it's also a super cheap flight. Uh, like I could probably fly oh, nice. uh, like <clears throat> round trip for like a hundred to one hundred and twenty five bucks. That's not bad. Oh shit! That's okay. something to consider, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, flight, flight, way, I, I there are there are a thousand flights running around the clock from San Francisco to Los Angeles on every carrier for like mad cheap and when my wife and i fly we fly alaska and have all of their reward shit and you know we get all kinds of like deal offers and everything for like local flights so i know if i were to start like and that's not a holiday weekend or anything so if i were to start kind of just keeping my eye on things when it gets to like like june july uh you know that's you know i could probably score like a really cheap flight but you know i'm going to keep my eye on on who's going to be there and what the format is going to be and whatnot and and this is something uh, this is something that I might uh, check out, and one of our one of our dear friends from here recently uh, moved down SoCal, so uh, maybe we'll go down there and like make a weekend of it, and I can go do my thing and and whatever. But uh, you know, I might check it out. So stay tuned for more information on that, as I'm sure I'll talk about it as as the time goes on. Exactly. 
Yeah, that would be very cool, man. Like, cause I know that they had said that it's rumored that people from all the movies will be there, like characters from all the movies, not just Halloween 1. But, I mean, imagine a fucking Carpenter shows up and then Jimmy Lee Curtis. Like, that, you can't miss that. Like, you have to go. There's no saying that she's going to be there, you know. Um, it's she, very she well could be, be like she TJ could. Souls, you know what I'm saying? Well, she could be. She could yeah. be. Um, yeah, it's very possible. Like, like you know, don't oh, out, PJ's you know? a sweetheart. PJ's so PJ. nice. Yeah, like, she's fantastic. I, she is absolutely fantastic. Totally. I got a great picture with her uh, when I was at the <laughs> Nerd Marathon uh, with, with the ghoul here. Yes, and I did meet her with my photo t-shirt on. But, yeah, like you said, you never know. You know, Carpenter might say, you know what, fuck it, I'm in. You know, I'll be there. And then, you know, Jim Lee Curtis might say the same thing. Who knows? You never can count anything out. I mean, I'm fucking terrified of planes, so I would never get on a plane. It doesn't matter how close it is or how far it is. So, you know, I'll just watch from afar and see pictures of people going. So so I hope I can live vicariously through you if you decide to go. That would be awesome. So we will see what happens Skydiver in that regard. not in the king's future. No, I'm like B.A. Barakas. I ain't getting on no plane, fool. Nope, ever, ever, ever. That's all right, because we've seen to... enough 18 episodes to know what to do with you to get you on yeah. a plane. Uh... <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm drugged, and all of a sudden, I wake up, and I'm on a plane. I'm like, oh, God, man, I don't want to be on a plane. It's okay, it's okay. No, it's not, it's not. Like, they would final destination me off that plane so fast. Be fucking it's going down. <laughs> get me off this plane. Yeah. <laughs> Being all like fucking William Shatner Twilight Zone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Before the plane even takes off, I'd be sweating. I'd be gripping the seats. I'd be like, I'm getting it off. I'm getting it off. I don't want to be God, in the air. King, King will be one of those videos that you see where the people like go into like a full on like crazed fucking panic before it like takes off. Starts yelling shit oh, like yeah. Allahu Akbar and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be me. You have the air marshal, you know, zip uh, tying me behind my back. Like, it's all right. We're going to get you off. Oh, thank God. I don't want to be up in the air, man. <laughs> People die in the air, man. <laughs> I would go viral from that. I'm sure I would. <laughs> but anyway, Dean, what's next? Just, what are we talking just keep, about? Just keep yelling, hashtag talking terror while it's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the T-shirt on. I'll have the hat on. <laughs> all the hashtags on the back. <laughs> All right, what's next? We know, we know mm-hmm. that Damien Leone has said that uh, Terrifier Three is in the works, uh, but he now <laughs> has said that he is yeah. currently writing Terrifier Three, and not only that, he feels uh, that he has enough story for both Terrifier Three and Terrifier Four. Uh, but in addition to that, he said that he is currently. Uh, in pro- in development, uh, working on uh, an original project with uh, with uh, or an original project for uh, Sam Raimi. Uh, he says hmm. that uh, he hopes uh, to be able to do this project before the filming of Terrifier Three. Uh, but if not, then as soon as Terrifier Three is done, uh, he will go into production. Uh, hopefully for the project that he's developing for Sam Raimi. He said that he's had meetings with Sam Raimi, and uh, they are all stoked about things. That's awesome, man. Like I said, I, I've talked about and it he before. Called, 
He no. called Sam Raimi a sweetheart also. He's got to be. <laughs> I would imagine Sam Raimi's got to be a fucking really nice guy. Like, I would love to be Sam Raimi. Like, he seems Except like that really kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, know, I know Ted Raimi was fucking amazing. I mean, he was so, yes. so nice, so polite. He was, like, really cool about everything. Um, you know, I had no problem, like, just spending time and, like, just chatting with you and, and all of that. Um, you know, but, but yeah, I don't know. The, uh, you know Sam, Sam, I'm still, you know. My feelings are still hurt from from Multiverse of Madness. Spider Man Three. Oh, <laughs> and Spider Man Three. Yeah, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, <laughs> both of those. I know. Yeah, but it, it, like I said, I'm not a fan of the Terrifier movies, but I like the fact that he's actually getting his name out there. He's working with Sam Raimi. Like that's fucking cool, man. Like I wish him all the best, and I hope that he keeps it going. You know, independent horror. He made a killing with Terrifier Two in theaters, so I'm impressed. But just not my vibe. I'm a fan of the movie, but, and of course, yeah, I would love to meet Sam Raimi. I'd love to meet Ted, because I've seen videos of Ted, and he just seems like a sweetheart, and of course, like, we'll confirm that. Like, he seems like a guy I could talk to for hours and not get bored. You know, he just seems like he's always on, always funny, always sweet, just like Bruce. Although, if I ever met Bruce Campbell, I'd probably have a panic attack and have to be seated somewhere else, like a fucking airplane video. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bruce! <laughs> uh, can somebody get that fat guy out of here? He's like fucking screaming my name. Like, you know. I love you. Yep. yep. Love you too, man. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> he said he, he loves me. <laughs> Bruce said he loves me. <laughs> I want your boomstick. Oh, okay. Get him out of here. The funny thing is, he's completely sober. It's one of those guys. I haven't had one beer. Yeah. You never have just one beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they would think I was high on something. Like, no, I'm just high on life. I'm high on Bruce. <laughs> like, wow, what is this guy? <laughs> Can't take him anywhere. <laughs> what else do we have? All right. This is what else we have. The uh, the the Guillermo del Toro stop motion uh, Pinocchio, uh, you know, has mm-hmm. has been taking in uh, some different awards here in the award season leading up to the Oscars, including uh, its uh, Golden Globe Award for for best animated uh, feature. Um, I liked it. Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> Guillermo nice. del Toro has announced that he is working on a new. Uh, stop motion film uh, based on a fantasy novel called the Bur- the buried giant uh, from author Kazuo Ishiguro. Apparently, this is a much loved uh, fantasy uh, property, but Yamamoto Toro uh, sticking in the realm of stop motion um, filmmaking. Nice. Netflix, yeah, also on, like also on Netflix, they, they also have um, on Netflix a behind-the-scenes special going into what they did with the stop-motion, uh, what they did to get to some really funky camera shots going on. It's like it's really intense on what they w- went through to make this thing because certain mm-hmm. shots that they had done, I was like, there's no way this is actually 
stop motion shots. This has got to be CGI or something, you know, and they were just mixing stuff in. No, it is <laughs> the actual characters, the actual backgrounds and stuff are sculpted in stop motion and stuff like that. And what they went through to make this movie is just fucking badass. Very cool. So you like I've it. heard so good things. Good. I'm going to check it out eventually. I haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, and it's definitely not like a Disney, you know, singing, you know, happy Disney film or anything like that. This is Del Toro doing his thing, but at the same time, it's not horror either. It's him being comfortable, being comfortable in between the two. Oh, very, very cool. cool. Yeah. All right, I like hearing that. I might have to check it out myself because uh, I like Del Toro and a lot of what he does. I even like Shape of Water, even though. I was a hard one to get through, but I still liked it in the end. But, you liked right, that dude, cloaca. Got, Don't you lie. It was so good. See that cool. We could open up and blop, blop, blop. Oh, yeah, it was so good. <laughs> what else are we talking about? Uh, I will tell you what else we are talking about. Uh, there is a 39-page short story uh, from author uh, Victor Sweetser. Uh, that is called. Oh, fuck, where did I put the title? Uh... <laughs> I, well, I believe is it's that, called. Is that, is that I what believe it's called? Was <laughs> it called The Occupant? How did I not write the, the title? I believe it's called The Occupant. And yes. this, this story, yes, The Occupant. The 39 page hey. short story. Okay. Uh, and apparently. Uh, it's such a such an incredible short story that there is currently a bidding war going on uh, for the movie rights, uh, including uh, Zach Greger from Barbarian and even uh, Seth Rogen, uh, amongst many others that are that are currently negotiating and bidding and trying to get their hands on it. The synopsis of this film uh, it's one of those situations where uh, there is an old home. In this particular case, it's a hundred year old Victorian. And the current owners are offering the house up for free with the caveat that the people that are selected to have the house for free uh, have to have it raised and moved to a different location. Uh, and apparently uh, the, the new uh, owners of this house learn uh, that there is no such thing as a free house. Wow, thirty-nine pages. That—that's awesome. At the same time, like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, I have, I have short stories that are that long. <laughs> Damn it! He's <laughs> bidding over my stories. No, that's all right. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's, hopefully it's a, a good bidding war. I mean, I'm not a fan of Barbarian by any means. I know, like Zach Kreger, apparently with Barbarian, a lot of people love it, and they're like, oh, he's like the Next Jordan Peele, and but no, the movie wasn't good, so I don't really know why. It was weird. I wouldn't say it's the next fucking Jordan Peele, man, at all. <laughs> so you saw it? it was yeah, weird, right? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't, I didn't hate it, but you know, I don't know. I it's like kind it. of. I don't want to like spoil it in case anybody in here like is going to eventually see it, but like I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't okay. So, so it was. 
Again, there's, it's, a very, it's a very easy movie to spoil by just even relating it to the yep. other film. That I, you know what I mean? Easy. That that I, I would I think I'm sure you even know what movie I would say. Um, but you know, but yeah, whatever. It, it is what it is. It, it, it was it wasn't terrible, but it was it wasn't great, and it definitely wasn't fucking Jordan Peele level at all. That is exactly what I said when I walked out of it in theaters. I'm like, I didn't hate it. I just didn't like it. <laughs> it was weird, and just it just didn't hit the right notes. But people are praising Barbarian like it's the fucking greatest thing they've ever seen. I'm like, really? Is that like, did I see the right movie? Like, I I definitely saw Barbarian. And you got to remember, just, King. Okay. Though that's that's one of those films, and I can't remember which one we were just recently talking about on the last episode, or maybe the episode before that. That's one of those right. films that did that kind of weird thing where it crossed over to a little bit more of a mainstream audience than a horror audience. Mm-hmm. When a mainstream audience like gets its hooks into something from our genre, that's often the case. This is so shocking. This is so amazing. When And I haven't seen Barbarian, so I'm not commenting specifically on that film itself. But, like, you know, films that sometimes happen that get that mainstream not generally watching horror audience make those kinds of statements when people that watch horror movies all the time and are into the genre and have been for years and years and years have, you know, have seen all of the different stories and all of the different tropes and all of the things that go on played out in a million different ways. So, you know, to get to that place where we say, oh, something is so shocking or I can't believe that, you know, it, 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 takes, a, it takes a huge amount if, if it's possible at all. So I think that might be one of those situations where, where that kind of chatter came from. Oh, you're, you're definitely like you hit the nail on the head. Like literally, I think exactly uh, what you had just said is like, this is why people love fucking hereditary. Like they just, they're not us. Like they're, oh, yeah. that's they're ele- just seeing that's elevated, things. man. Yeah. Elevated, yeah, but yeah, but, but yeah, because last week, last week we were having the same conversation about a quiet place. That's right. And how all the normies had jumped onto that, talking about what a messed up movie it is. So, all the normies? Yeah, how great it is. <laughs> Y'all have to fucking live through a Serbian film, man. Once you do that, <laughs> you can talk to us. Yeah, yeah, no. Get on our fucking level. <laughs> what I have to say, get on our fucking level. You know, and then come back and say, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, all right. Do you have anything else, uh, Dean, you want to talk about before we get into the movie? Uh, yes, there's one more thing that I want to bring up. Um, and we'll see, we'll see what happens in the long run, but I think it's hilarious. We all know uh, that we are uh, just a short time away from <clears throat> the release of the highly anticipated uh, – upcoming film from director Elizabeth Banks. And I, of course, I'm talking about Cocaine Bear, uh, which yeah. arrives uh, <laughs> in, in, in nine days what? on February 24th. Uh, so a couple of things surrounding Cocaine Bear. First, uh, and this remains to be seen, but Elizabeth Banks says that, uh, you know, the film that she has made, she made the conscious decision uh, to not shy away from the gore and violence. Uh, so we'll see okay. what that means. The word is that there is a lot of uh, early excitement surrounding uh, those who have seen it already. Uh, but what I am here to talk about actually is that 
apparently there's some internet stuff going crazy uh, that Elizabeth Banks uh, commented on. And, uh, you know, the comments that she made doesn't mean that this is actually something that's going to happen. But not long ago, uh, three tons of cocaine uh, was found and uh, recovered. Three tons of cocaine floating in the Pacific Ocean uh, off the coast of New Zealand. Uh, some internet people uh, talking about the a lot upcoming of cocaine. Uh, cocaine. Yes, a lot of three tons, a shit ton of cocaine. Jesus. That's like three fucking elephants. But um, a lot of cocaine. Yeah, uh, internet people were like, "Oh my God, Elizabeth Banks uh, to follow up Cocaine Bear if it's a success, uh, you should make Cocaine Shark uh, based on this cocaine." <laughs> and, <laughs> and, oh, that's actually fucking funny. Oh, yeah, and Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks says that that is a fantastic idea that she would absolutely explore. She said it's like a no, it's Hell like yeah. a no lose proposition. She said Jaws with Coke, <laughs> like where you can't you can't go wrong. Um, so anyway, uh, whether whether she actually means that that is something that will get pursued, I guess it will depend on the success of the film. You know what I mean? If this thing is oh, a massive fucking yeah. success and there's a, there's, a, there's a clamoring for more, then I would imagine Cocaine Shark is going into production real soon uh, and maybe starting a whole new genre of cocaine-fueled uh, nature revenge story. Uh, but anyway, uh, a couple more things surrounding this. Uh, you know, we know, we know the, the film. The film is going to be extremely, extremely loosely based uh, on, on a true yes. story. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, there should be no uh, anticipation that uh, the film that you're going to see is going to tell you the true story of what happened with this real life fair. Um, but if you want to get yourself ready, I have also learned that there is an official free Cocaine Bear video game that you can now play online. Whoa. And I, oh, uh, I, spent, I spent a minute uh, playing this game today, and I can tell you that it is a, it is a Pac-Man-style board. You play as the bear. And you have to walk around. You have to walk around the the board, uh, consuming little piles of cocaine. Uh, your health meter <laughs> runs down until you get more coke. And in, in the meantime, there's also people all running around that you can eat uh, and run over uh, as you are running around consuming it. your cocaine. It's quite fun. It's, it's an official I... game. I think if you just look up like cocainebeargame.com or something like that, you'll get no. a chance to play. I gotta play it. <laughs> That's awesome. I fucking can't wait to play that game. But yeah. Cocaine Shark, let's fucking do it. Cocaine Bear, like I see the trailers, you know, and Ray Liotta, who's in it, who unfortunately passed away. I just love the fact that his last movie is fucking Cocaine Bear. Like, that's just going right back to Goodfellas. <laughs> that, yep. That's definitely something special. Cameron, there's a fucking Cocaine <laughs> Bear in the woods. Cameron! Do you see it, Karen? Do you see it? Do you see the bear? <laughs> I see the fucking bear. <laughs> the fucking bear's in the woods. It's coming again. He's got the cocaine. It's yeah. ass back in the house. I just, <laughs> bless uh, yeah, bless I can't wait. <laughs> I just, I can't wait. Like, I, it's, I'm so fucking ready for a cocaine bear. Like, I'm going to be there first night going to see it. I just, can't wait. I just sent you all the game. It's called Cocaine Bear, The Rise of Pablo Escobar. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so bear. Uh, I love it. I fucking love it. 
All right. But anyway, is that it uh, for you before we get into the movie? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, if Thank I you. can just All interject right. one last thing Go real ahead. quick, I know how bad you really want to get into it. I just got to give a shout out to the Ghoul Girl man who uh, who kicked ass <laughs> oh, on yeah. my Valentine's Day present this year. I mean, I, in a couple of I guess in a couple of months, I, I'm going to be going finally to uh, Camp Crystal Lake itself, um, the actual Fuck camp yeah. oh, shit. will be at, for the, uh, the Camp go. Crystal Lake tour, like at the location, doing the full walking tour. It's like uh, it's a three hour tour of the actual place where oh, Friday no. the 13th was fucking filmed. Man, <laughs> it is going to be fucking Take pictures. baller. I cannot wait. So thrilled. Somebody got the awesome. assignment right. Oh, yeah, no. You nailed that gift. Uh, yeah. Before we get into the movie, uh, speaking of assignments, um, I do want to say uh, that uh, some time ago, uh, during the lockdown, uh, the ghoul had a Stoned Age VHS tape uh, signed by Michael Coppolo uh, sent to me, and uh, mm-hmm. he alerted me to an event uh, taking place not far from me last week, and the ghoul sent me his Stone Age VHS tape that's signed by uh, Michael Coppolo and Clifton Gonzalez-Gonzalez. So I had both of our tapes and went to this event and got a chance to spend a little bit of time uh, with Jill Wojciechowiczewicz herself, uh, Mrs. China Kantner, um, wow. who uh, spent a little time uh, talking about the movie and some other California stuff and uh, signed both of our tapes, uh, of which I'll be returning the ghoul his copy uh, sometime in the near future. Hell yeah. That is fucking, awesome. That is fucking awesome. Yeah, okay. I mean, come on. We're two, we're two cast members away on that original tape from fucking having, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. the actual, like, full-on fucking thing right there, man. Like, the ultimate goal. You know, that is, it's that, and it's getting Crumbs Brothers chicks. So, you know what I mean? It's fucking, like, that's a dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. Very awesome. All right, uh, so Monkey, it is your film pick of the week, The Dark Crystal from 1982, directed Great. by Jim Henson and Frank Oz. Uh, let's get into this. All right. <laughs> yeah, this is the story of Jen, a young gilfling who is the last of his mm. kind, who was raised by the kind mm. and gentle mystics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> by his dying master, he is told the story of the Dark Crystal, a crystal that wind cracked and splinter created two races, the peaceful mystics who tried to be one with the earth and its natural energies, and the evil Skeksis who rolled the land with cruelty and malice, sexy. while also sucking the very oh, life force out of the world so around sexy. them. <laughs> Jen is told of the prophecy that before the three sons aligned that he must find the missing crystal shard and to bring balance back to the world that he must make whole the dark crystal alright simply put this is one of my favorite movies of all time alright yeah well Whoa. the story is re- <laughs> really quite simple like the world in this film is just so immense and just so fucking beautiful and like not fucking Barbie, you know, shiny shit beautiful. It's like everything is twisted. Everything's, you know, odd. Like, you know, like the roots of like a fucking old oak tree or some shit like that, you know. It's like, you know, nasty, gnarly, ugly, and yet really beautiful all at the same time. It's like, but that's the thing about this movie is all the designs for the world 
was done first. It's like Henson and Frau didn't even have a story yet. It's like Henson knew that he wanted to do like a darker toned and scarier, yes, scary thing, classic fairy tale yeah. based off the, the artwork of Brian Froud. And like, if you look at the artwork that inspired this film and you, you like that style of shit, then you should definitely check out a book called The World of the Dark Crystal by Brian Froud. It's a really, really good book that has all, a lot of the creature designs that were done for the movie. <clears throat> um, it also has a lot of overlays about how the celestial bodies above uh, line up with how the creatures of the world are made and stuff like that, you know. But yeah, I just, yeah. But to be honest, like, I fell in love with this movie before I even saw it. Just because, like, to get the buzz going about this flick, Henson put out a TV special way back in the day called The World of the Dark Crystal. And, like, this, this special was the first time I ever got to see this, the actual process of making creatures and making creatures work. It's like, you know, seeing it go from pencil to sculpture to actual working effect. This was, like, the first time I'd ever seen the entire process. And it just made me fall in love with with this entire movie. It's like, you know, but everything from the backgrounds to the sets, you know, e- even the fucking plants were creature designs. It was just, you know, and all of it's dangerous. There's <laughs> like always some kind of threat hiding in the shadows to, to get our little kid heart pumping. Like for anyone who wants to say this is just a kid's movie, yeah, I'm going to strongly disagree. This movie has death. It has crumbling corpses. It has reptilian bird creatures. It's got disembodied eyeballs. It's got genocide. It's got man-eating plants. It's got slavery. It's got little fucking zombies running around. It even has murder. This movie was giving a PG rating in the 80s because this is the Muppets. Prior to the PG-13. That's there was why. no PG-13. Yeah. It would, it yeah. would come a year later with Indiana Jones and, well, no, uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. You're incorrect. Yeah. But I... Yeah, You're incorrect. Huh? Yep. So PG thirteen okay. ratings, and I forget the order. So the first PG thirteen film was either Red Dawn or The Flamingo Kid with Matt Dillon. One of them was made first, but sat in the can on the shelf, and the other one was made second and released. I just don't remember the order, but one of those two films was the first PG thirteen film to be released in the theaters. Okay. Red Dog, uh, 1984. There we go. All right, so, Monkey, continue. The, okay, so sorry, sorry. You know what? You're right. Red Dawn is the first PG-13 movie. The reason why it was created was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom due to people complaining mm-hmm. about the gore and violence that occurred right. in that movie. <laughs> Chill, so, but yes. Monkey Brain? <laughs> Children, monkey friends, <laughs> snake surprise. <laughs> well, I didn't say it was rated PG thirteen. I said the Dark Crystal was rated PG in the eighties. <clears throat> but that, yeah, well, yeah, my, the reason why I'm saying that though is because there was no PG thirteen rating. I think I, I no, think if this was created good. two two years later, this is a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, or, but that's what I'm saying. Not also, though, is this not a rated R movie? That you see. Yeah, but I'm also oh, no. saying this isn't a kid's movie. This this is a strong PG movie. It is. But yeah, but but again, this is 
So, you know, reiterating, this isn't the Muppets. This isn't a family thing. This right. is the Dark Crystal. And that's it. <laughs> right. Moving on. This is the Sparta. Cool. What did you think about Dark Crystal? <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, you know, just like the monkey, you know, I, I, am I a fan of this movie? Yeah, yeah, I am. I saw this in theaters as a, as a kid. You know, when it's one of the first oh, movies wow. I ever got to fucking see. Yeah, I mean, it's, my dad worked in a theater, so sitting there, and then, you know, when he was busy doing his thing, what would he do? He'd put fucking movies on for me. So watching this, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, like Poltergeist, you know, these are all films that I saw fucking a lot of fucking times. Um and I, I loved this as a child, and, you know, I still can look at it and, and enjoy, I can enjoy the craftsmanship behind it. I can enjoy all the hard work that went into it. Uh, I can enjoy that there is potential in this movie for a fantastically bigger world. But what I can also see with, you know, older eyes are all of the all of the missteps that occurred in this as far as like a storytelling process goes, there is not much story here. It's very, it's very light. Um, mm-hmm. but again, it's, it's, it's all, it's all made up because of how great the fucking effects are. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. It's, it's, it's a great movie. You know, I, I have no complaints about the dark crystal. I'm sure the King hates it, but uh, you're not going to get a complaint from me about it, monkey. So, so thank you. You know, it's always fun to, to revisit this. One of these days I will get around to watching age of resistance. Um, you know, like we had started it and like maybe got like 10 minutes into an episode. And then I did the, the typical thing that I do, which is, Stop watching it and not go back to it. Okay, did I get back on the good outside at least? (laughs) Unlike me, uh, who never gets around to watching it at all. But anyway, (laughs) the the Dark Crystal, again, uh, I will echo a lot of what the monkey said. When uh, this movie came out, it was one of the early uh, like HBO films that was on a constant rotation and saw it a million times. And, uh, you know, the effects... Uh, at the time, uh, were were so unique, and you know Jim Henson and everybody involved did still a wonderful job, um, and I have such fond uh, memories of it. And you know, I haven't, I don't, it, it could be over thirty years since I've seen it, maybe thirty five years since I've seen it, um, oh, wow. because it's just not the kind of thing that I'm, you know, gonna gonna watch uh, these days. It was nice to take a look at it again, um, you know, and it brought back fond memories of like those feelings that like watching this when you're a kid, the kind of nervousness and little bit of scariness. And this is also weird. Um, but uh, while this is not a negative on the film, uh, just the viewing experience for me was just a little bit flat now because it's just, it's just not the kind of thing I'm into watching these days, but I thank you for the pick. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> King, have at it. <laughs> No, I'm not going to have that because I just I don't want anything to do with this movie. It fucking sucked. Like I just I was so upset watching this movie like from start to finish. I didn't get any of it. I was like they explain stuff so fast, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, what is this going on? Why is this guy named Jen? Like, what the fuck is going? Like, I just I was, I felt like the moderator at Billy Madison, where he's like that answer made us all dumber. <laughs> we are all responsible for this thing. Because it exists. Like, I just, I'm not a fan of it. I would never have watched it as a kid. 
I just wasn't into that type of stuff. I don't like fantasy movies. This is a fantasy movie, you know, and I, and I appreciate you, Monkey, for coming over last Friday and, like, prepping me, like, oh, no, it's this, and it's dark, and it's like, oh, wow, yeah, you're going you're gonna to see some things. And I'm like, I watched it, and I was like, this movie fucking blows. Like, why is this a thing? Like, thank God it's only an hour and a half because it felt like five fucking hours. I felt like I was watching a Ken Burns documentary at some point. I was like, are we still in this? Okay, yep, we are. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I appreciate the fact that you love it, Monkey, because I know you love fantasy movies and you love the effects and Jim Henson and all that stuff. But, man, this movie fucking killed me. Like, this, this broke me. <laughs> even my notes didn't even make sense after a while. I was like, oh, fuck, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> like, I, just, I was like, I just want it to end. So <laughs> that, those are my thoughts. Like, I just, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Like you didn't even like you didn't even like the King, creature you, designs you in it or no, anything like you that. You have no heart, King. You truly have nope. no heart. You don't. You you uh, are no, I have one, you, and it beats the heart. You are a curmudgeon old motherfucker. Okay, that's what you are. Nope. Okay. <laughs> there, there, there are. You know what? This was one of those where I watched this, and yeah, in my head, I even said, you know, I think even the king, to a small degree, will have to at least enjoy and appreciate that this is a little bit darker <laughs> and a little bit more twisted than your typical yep. fantasy fair, especially coming out of that time frame. It's not the fucking never ending story, I can tell you that much, you know, it's definitely, again, I, I will I will agree that maybe this is like as far from fucking horror adjacent as you can possibly get, <laughs> but it is, it is a dark and twisted world, man, it's, it's got some fucked up shit going on in it, giant fucking monsters that are like fucking bug creatures, and like he said earlier, you know, you got these fucking weird lizard bird creatures, man, that are fucking crumbling to dust and, and all kinds of fucking mm. nasty shit. And yes, there's... Nope, mm, that's all good. I figured that would yeah, turn you on. I figured that's, that's like Even, fucking uh, old lady Blanche, like sucking your dick. She's like, hmm. <laughs> I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even remember fucking names in this movie. Like, like I watched the Wikipedia and I'm like, what? Is that what they were called? Okay, but anyway. Like, uh, Marie, you know, my lady, my roller derby queen, she loves this fucking movie. She's like, I love Dark Crystal. I'm like, yeah. She's got It's going to hurt so bad. <laughs> so she loved it. I hated it. But anyway, uh, so we open up in this dark world after the Age of Wonder. Everything used to be super chill, super cool, but then a crystal gets smashed and everything went to shit. Two new races appeared from the shards, the sexies and the mystics. Uh, it's skexies, but I kept thinking sexies. Anyway, I don't know what they are, but they're <laughs> in control. They, they gather in a secret chamber where the crystal shard is. They've been ruling for shit for a thousand years, but now only ten sexies remain and they're, like, kind of bummed about it, but they also have a big purple crystal shard that is the dark crystal. Hey, calling it out. That's the name of the movie. So apparently the Skeksis emperor is dying, and another one must take the throne. So now we see a bunch of bird monsters talking and going, and they stare at a purple light for, like, five minutes. Took too much time. And then we also have mystics that are gentle wizards and also have ten remaining the weed mystic is dying until they collectively make a knowing deep groan and fucking need to be saved. That's a fucking bummer. We're moving on. So there's a girlfriend named Jen. Jen's a dude. So we got to fucking make peace with that. He looks like an asshole, but apparently Jen is going to be a hero of this clearly. 
Steven Tyler. Okay, leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> little tiny Steven Tyler running around all naked playing his little pan flute. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, a creep. I, 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 do, I do question that choice. I do question why the fuck he had to be naked playing his flute at the beginning of the damn thing. Like, like come on. Like, like, who was like, yo, I got a great idea. We're going to make him play the flute, but he's going to be naked. So he's playing the fucking flute. Jim Henson, yeah. Because Jim Henson was a big ass hippie, man. So he was like, "Fuck it, man. Let's make them all naked." And they're like, "No, no. We gotta put some clothes on these motherfuckers, you pot smoking motherfucker." So yeah, I'm so, yeah, like, all like, naked. I get one scene with the horse guy, the little horsey creature. Just <laughs> yeah. be naked. He won't have a pee. <laughs> a lot of leaders are dying, including Jen's master. Uh, the Skeksis also killed Jen's parents, so this is like a Batman origin story now because they died in Crime Alley for some reason. And Jen needs to find the Crystal Shard that we heard about earlier, but the Skeksis kill him before the three sons meet. The Master is now dead. I, fuck it, I don't know. Uh, Jen has to follow the greater son to a place called Volva, I think. Like, it's named after, like, a clit. I don't know. It's like, he's like, Volva. And I was like, all right, that's cool. Uh, but a woman there. He needs to go see Algra. It sounded like Volva. I went with Volva, so that's where we're at. So his master's like, he said, but not now. He's dead. He said, go see Algra. I don't care. I don't care. Fucking Algra. Let me just It doesn't matter that you don't care. All right. You're the king of hearts. <laughs> yeah, possible here. I don't know, and I'm also running yeah. on time, so that's why I have to kind of blow through a lot of this. So, meanwhile, and you're going to skip uh, trial by stone. So, meanwhile, two Skeksis <laughs> meet in a hall, and they're like, mm, and, blah, 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 blah. and they meet in the emperor's bedroom, and. Mm, mm, mm. So one of the Skeksis tries to grab the Emperor's Scepter, but he's like, hell no, I'm still in this bitch. But then he fucking suddenly dies. Mm, not good. And his face and body crumbles. <laughs> Jen, meanwhile, was bummed over his master dying, but no burial needed because his body vanishes in the thin air. And then I think the Because he went to become mourning. one with the Force. They're, they're mourning <laughs> Jen's master. Like, they seem super bummed. But Jen is off yeah. to find the shard and make friends along the way. So we cue the fantasy movie montage where he's like, I'm going everywhere, and all these set pieces. And then we cut back to the Skeksis, wondering who's going to take over now. So a Skeksis named Chamberlain is like, yo, the scepter is fucking mine. And then another Skeksis shows up, and he's like, but it's mine. So they have a trial by stone. And I was like, that's oh, a, I wish somebody would still need a definition. That, that's the guard, like the master. And the, yes. And they, and they go here, and then you have the trial come up, okay? And it's whoever can break the, the block, gets to sit there, and rule the thing. These cool-ass, yeah. big-ass, pimp-fucking swords, all right? Maybe and that, that's how it, it goes. Gar- Garth and whips his ass, okay? Chamberlain gets exiled. They rip all his clothes off, and then you see how creepy they look underneath, all right? You get to see that there's funky little bird things, and they even have little sets of arms up by the shoulder blades. They have a second set of arms up there on the shoulder blades. It's some cool, fucked-up-looking shit, okay? Well, what, so, well yeah. what it is, too, though, it, it's, it's the difference between, you know, your... It's it's basically commentary on like the whole leadership thing, you know. I mean, this is this is the race that's been ruling, right? They all look prim and proper. They all look like they have these. these they all look full. 
they look like they're large, but what you find out is all of that largeness is actually just their clothing. The clothing gets ripped off, yes. and they're these frail, skinny, dying creatures. And like the narrator says at the very beginning, they're a dying race, both them and the mist. In a dying they, land. They are in a dying land, yes. They, they are all going <laughs> away. Um you know, they're just, they're just basically in denial of it at this point. They are holding on. Now, I don't think trial by stone, the idea was to break the stone. If you look at it, it's chipped and broken. Um, I think it was just whoever could cut it the deepest. I think the general mm. strikes it so hard that he breaks it, and that kind of is like, I think that was kind of like a, hey, we're at the end of this thing, because I think it's the, the stone's been used for, for quite a while, you know? I think that's why it was marked the good way point. that it was. Because so, everybody's yeah, like, the chamber was hit, and they're like, oh, good strike, good strike. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> he becomes the new uh, emperor. So Chamberlain is there, and the other one gets stripped of his clothes. And they also see that Jen no, is climbing no, on the No, Chamberlain, Chamberlain is the one that gets stripped of his clothes. The Gartham Master becomes the new emperor. So Chamberlain is exiled. Who the fuck is that? No. What? Chamberlain, yeah, I don't know. Chamberlain is the, Chamberlain the, is the one becomes, who got exiled. The guard no, master is the, the one. Guy. That was like the uh, guard master. I think it's the general that was. becomes that wasn't Chamberlain. Chamberlain's it's, emperor. No, Chamberlain, Chamberlain is, is the one who gets exiled. Chamberlain yeah, is exiled. The Gartham, the Gartham master is the one who becomes the emperor. That's his actual title is Gartham master. That's why he's the one that's always calling the Gartham and stuff. Okay, so, yeah. So, I figure that's the ability of the emperor. I don't, I don't know anymore. I'm so confused now. Anyway, anyway, so no. uh, Jen finds Agara and Jen asks Agra. Agra, sure. Um, she Whoopi. appears a hairy, mother-looking creature with a lot of gray hair. She questions Lover. Jen about Lover. who he is. And eventually he tells girl. her that he's there for a crystal <laughs> shard. And then she goes, bougie, 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 and lets him fucking explore the laboratory. She has a big old fucking box of, of shards, and she's like, yeah, oh, she does. they're great conjunctions coming. <laughs> and then she goes, what's your function? Hooking up shards and making them shine bright. You know, going back wow, to Schoolhouse really? Rock with the fucking conjunction junction. I had to have fun. You really did one. that? I had to find fun somewhere in this fucking movie. Right? I had to find my own fun, and that's how I found it in this movie. And when we get to Agra's scene, okay, her uh, orrery, you know, her observatory, if you will, okay, this is like one of those scenes that made me fall in love with the movie when we first saw it, because when we go in, the doors slide open, and you just have this moving, you know, rotating, you know, oscillating model of the universe. You know, and it's just cool as fuck. And, again, the fact that, you know, we're in, you know, this movie's in an age of pre-CGI. Yes, they actually built this fucking thing. Yes, it actually moves. Yes, it actually does all of that shit. And it's just so fucking cool to see something like that be revealed in a moment like that when you're watching it as a kid, you know, and just to have that kind of shit just come upon you like that. But yeah, you know, after sure. discovering Monkey, which how, shard is gone, you know. Monkey, how yeah. big was it in real life? Like, you know, scale wise, what's the, the size ratio? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a like, it was like about three feet taller than Jim Henson. 
Okay. So it's it's fairly large. But yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Not full on human size, but it's it's a it's a big fucking set for people to play with puppets, man. Yeah. And, and again, that's that's craftsmanship right there. That that is. It's a labor of love. The amount of people that all need to work together, all the fucking you know everybody like staying with one unified vision to create that. So uh, we we don't see it as often anymore. No, yeah, no. and Ogre, I fucking loved her because she doesn't take any shit from anybody, as we'll see later. But you know, as soon as Jen finds that one eye cr- dude, <laughs> <laughs> the one on the top of her forehead, what the, the one on the top of her no, forehead, that's, I was waiting for that fucking thing no, to open. No, that is her third eye. She gave away her. Yeah. She gave away one of her other eyes to get the sight of the third eye. So that's why she only has the one eye and is able to remove it and see it around is she gave up one of them to be able to have the visions of the universe and to have that third eye vision. So, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, she, she gives third eye uh, Jen a bunch of uh, no. shards in a box. <laughs> and that's she's like, hey, thing. Jen, find the right shard. And he's like, oh, shit, I don't know which one, but I'm going to play my fucking dual pipe, and I'm going to find it. And she's like, oh, shit, you found it. And he's like, hell yeah, dude. And then all of a sudden, she's like, cool, here's what you need to do. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of crab monsters show up, and they're like, hey, I'm going to kill you. And fucking they yeah, destroy okay. the Ori. Okay. And, uh, and here we have and, the, and and the Gartham. You didn't even like the Gartham creatures, King? No. Cool ass ass fucking giant crab creatures. Episode. No crab. Ah. No, South Park did it better. So, yeah. <laughs> they're not. They're not no. crab people. These are like big ass moving tanks of the world of the Dark Crystal. That, you know. Yeah, they, they the sure were. They're the enforcers. They, sure they go around. You know, <laughs> but they go around and they, they destroy the observatory. Jen gets away, and you know, as Algar's place is going up in flames, goes away. We start to see that now the Chamberlain is the one that's running around in the forest. <laughs> Slightly after Jen, <laughs> naked. Well, sure, why not? I mean, it's it, you know, it, it's who he was. Uh, but Jen escapes to a swamp, and everything is apparently moving in this swamp. So Jen's wandering around, wondering what to do with the shard, and cool then he comes across shit. another gelfling named Kira <laughs> and her frightening little pet uh, Fizzcock or Fizzpig, whatever the fuck his name. The Fizzgig, I think. Fizzgig. Um, anyway. Uh, they enter each other's minds and catch up with their wives, and they're like, hey, it's called dream fasting, right? And then a large creeper helps Jen out of the water he was stuck in, and then they leave. The Skeksis are all eating in a big hall, and there's a okay. point to this scene. Well, okay, sure. but the thing is that yeah. it was a Nebri that helped her out of the thing, okay? And then you, and then you see the baby Nebri beside the mother Nebri, okay? And then oh, – okay. And then they have a transition of the baby Nebri there in the swamp to the plate of the Skeksis. So now you see a roasted baby Nebri on the plate of the Skeksis. Oh, roast so now Nebri, you're supposed to be like, Yes, and now it's supposed to be like, oh, dead, dead roasted baby creature. And yes, we now we okay. have the dinner. <laughs> yeah, that was the point of that scene. It, and some people emotes emotion. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't, yeah, because they're like, hey, uh, you know, uh, they talk about Jen and how easily he escaped the crab monsters, and so that's something. Uh, then the crab monsters return with Agra, with the Skeksis thinking it's Jen, but they're like, oh, shit, that's not a Gelfling. Uh, 
None of it was mentioned in the wiki, and Algra so don't, I had to put that TV name. Algra don't think no shit. She gets in all their faces. She's talking shit to them <laughs> the entire and time. And we get – She doesn't she, she she give uh, a fuck. <laughs> no, she's like, hey, fuck you guys, and she'll light a cigarette, which didn't happen, but, you know, in my mind it did. Anyway, uh, so we have crystal bats flying around now. And Jen and Kira make it to the podlings, which raise Kira after Kira takes down one of the crystal bats. Uh, then they have time to party, but the party is ruined by the, the crab monsters raiding the village. Jen, Kira, and the Fizzgig escape. Show in there. They're nearly captured by the Skeksy, which we now know is Chamberlain, which now I have to change my notes, who provides a distraction. Mm. <laughs> and Kira also rubs moss on a wound that Jen has because fuck it, why not? And the mystics are still being mystics and just fucking That's what people like used to use back then, man. Jeez. And the, and the whole podling thing, okay, jeez, King, just running through that shit. It's like the podlings are fucking awesome. They're just like little gypsy people, you know, that are supposed to be based off of potatoes. They're cool. They're having a great fucking time. They're dancing. They're singing. They're getting drunk as a motherfucker, you know, because. <laughs> and that's all that they do is because they know that they're constantly being taken by the Gartham to be become slaves for the Skeksis. That's their life. So when they're not doing that and they're not farming, they're just fucking partying their asses up. But yeah, you know, Gartham come, take them, shove them into a bunch of baskets, and drag them away. And then yes, moth, so, because that's what people do. Sure. <laughs> they eventually find their way to a place, and they find some old margins that defines a prophecy it has been mentioned throughout the movie. The shard they found is a piece of the dark crystal that Jen needs to heal. The Skeksy Chamberlain, thank you, monkey, shows up, and he's like, hey, I'm a friend of the prophecy. Uh, and that's why the Skeksy killed all the Gelflings. He's like, hmm, you still want to go? I'm like, that's Jar Jar Binks now. It's too early for Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck, man? You know. <laughs> he tries to get them to go to the castle with him. The is like, it's a trap. You know, and they run away. And Oh, wow. Uh, Chamberlain he made two men Star Wars references. Holy shit. So, <laughs> Kira eventually Yo, calls okay. for Striders. This movie broke. Uh, I, I was so <laughs> devastated by this movie. Like, my brain didn't work for like a solid day. So I'm just going off of what the notes I wrote. So anyway, soft-looking creatures show up, which are Land Striders. They act like walking okay. taxi cabs, and then we see clearly two puppets riding off on these things as they go through yes. the fucking jungle, forest, the, whatever it is. But the <laughs> yes, but the Lance Riders are fucking cool effect because again, these are actually people walking on stilts for ways and then building the costume around the people and stuff like that. So it's, you know, these are actually people actually running in these suits with stilts. Yes, with puppets on their backs, you know, you can only do but so much here. (laughs) I was going to ask you if this was full puppeteering or if that was, if there were actually people in those. I wasn't sure. Now, also, some of the sequences with with Kira and and Jen, were there any points that they were using, like, a little person to run around or, like, a little kid running around as him? Yes, uh, there's about uh, between five to ten minutes of actual time. Anytime you see them moving around and you actually see their feet moving, then yes, that's an actual person, and they had um, some uh, little people actually doing that. So at the beginning of the movie, when you see him uh, running at the beginning, so when he's trying running to, on, when he's when he's escaping from Augur's place and he's running around, 
Yeah, but also at the beginning when he's at the Mystics and he's running across the top of the railings, and then when he's actually crawling up the Crystal Chamber, that's the other part. Okay, okay. Nice. Yeah, there, well, were, that, there were particular yeah, but, moments where, where you could tell it looked like – I wasn't sure if it was a person or if it was just fucking like, wow, like that's like some real badass fucking – no, that right pub- yeah, the puppetry was not that good. <laughs> but yeah. Oh. So we find out that the Poblings are taken prisoner and they're in the castle and they're being used for their essence so that the Emperor could be young again. So they take their essence from them using the Dark Crystal's power. Um, and eventually the Emperor starts to feel young, but then eventually he becomes old again. It doesn't work because you have to have a Gelfling to you know, fully get the essence and make yourself feel young. Um, so Kira and Jen eventually run into crab monsters. Uh, the Gartham. I'm not I, fucking whatever their name is. It's there. <laughs> Either way, um, they, they, have the <laughs> they have and, a big yeah, ass and fight. And yeah, and both the fucking there. Warrior Striders are killed <laughs> fucking right away. Like two seconds. Yeah. Like, oh no! <laughs> you know, like, they have nothing <laughs> to offer. They get killed fucking right away. Um, so <laughs> they try they to kill my Pobling. Dr. Loomis. Yeah, they can. So uh, Kira saves Jen by jumping off a cliff, and she suddenly has wings because girls have them and boys don't. They land in a dry moat and make their way into the yeah, castle via the catacombs. Yeah. So they enter the catacombs, and they, they run into the Skeksi from earlier, Chamberlain. He tries to drag them away when they all go stranger danger on him, like, stranger danger, get the fuck away. And they attempt to get away, you away. <laughs> stabbing him in the hand with a crystal shard. He's like, fuck, that hurts. Causes a collapse at Barry yeah. Jen, and the Skeksy takes Kira away. And Fizzwig, the fucking little critter, you know, which I was like, oh, it's a little critter for sure. Like but no, it's, it's Fizzwig. Uh, he is not taken along, and he's pretty much going to hang this out for the rest of the movie. So, uh, yeah, not, not Fizzwig. <laughs> uh, Chamberlain has a panic attack about Kira the Gelfling. But it could be useful if you take their essence. It can make Chamberlain young again. They're like, no, fuck it. No, it's the Emperor. I'm sorry. Like, I keep forgetting that it's yeah. not Chamberlain. It's okay. I thought it was, but anyway. He, he, so anyway it's all right. Uh, he, he, he's, bringing Je- he's bringing Kira to, to the Skeksis again to get himself back into the court. And, you know, yeah, they, yeah, immediately want to ki- they immediately want to kill her because of the prophecy. And that's when the scientist Skektek says... You know, no, we can actually drain her essence and make you young again, Emperor. So that's when he takes her to the chamber to drain her of her essence. And then yeah. shit goes wrong. Because she's a girl point. <laughs> because it's better. Yeah, so, yeah, so all happens to be in there. <laughs> She's going to be stuck of her essence. Um, but Agra, who's still in her cage, tells Kira to free the animals in their cages, which she does, and all the caged animals free themselves. Kira and Agra break free of their respective restraints, and the lab's Kexi falls down to the dark crystal shaft to his death as they're being attacked by all the animals. And then suddenly, one of the mystics walking along bursts into flames, but the other one seemed pretty cool with that because he was probably a huge fucking douchebag anyway. So they're not mourning his death. (laughs) 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 Apparently, the great conjunction is happening, and all the Skeksis will have power with the stars, the three sons are the three sons are about to touch each other, but that's a different movie, which I would rather see. But anyway, they mean like actual sons touching the sky, not like three sons being like, "Hey, you want to touch each other's dicks?" No, that doesn't happen in this movie. Uh, 
The mystics are I almost to the castle, and Jen is making his way back to Kira when a group of crab monsters begin attacking him. Uh, it's Garvin, so I think that's what they're called. Anyway, Jen yep, manages to escape is. them and ends up in the Crystal Chamber as the mystics arrive at the castle. Jen manages to make it out of the Crystal Chamber and finds Agra and also Kira as the Great Conjunction starts fucking coming everywhere. The mystics render a group of crab monsters useless by going, and then Fizzywig is just like, I'm going to roar on the castle because I'm fucking cool. Fizzkick. Fizzwig. Fizzkick. Fizzwig. Fizzkick. Whatever. He's a fucking cute little fucking thing. Uh, so Jen <laughs> finds his dark crystal as the, the Skeksis arrive for the ritual. Jen sees the three suns getting closer, so he pulls out the shard just as the Skeksis arrive in the chamber. Kira and Jen reunite as the Great Conjunction comes, ensuring the Skeksis' immortality. Kira is spotted because Fizzgig is in a little asshole. He's like, rah, 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 rah. And she's like, shut the fuck up. And, and he's like, oh, wow, what? There's Kira. Yeah. And then Jen's on the spot. I felt like I was with my fucking chihuahua. (laughs) So they're (laughs) called in to kill the Gelflings. Jen jumps on top of the Dark Crystal, but drops the shard in the process. A Skeksy goes to grab it, but Fizzy Wig. uh, God damn, Fizzy Gig. Fizzy Fizzy Wig. But anyway. So, I don't know why I don't know why you're effect. so good at you are so good at pronouncing Italian directors' names and Italian actors' names, but you can't get this shit right. <laughs> no, because it's nonsense. Okay. Like those are actual fucking names. <laughs> What's your full sheet, Dario General? Fizzy fucking. Like, I had a hard time. Fizzy gig, God damn it! It's not fizzy wig. Fit, just fizzy, fizzy gig. gig. Uh, anyway. That little fucker. Fit, yeah, anyway, he's annoying as shit. So, Kira <laughs> grabs a shard and starts jabbing at the Skeksis before tossing it to Jen to heal the Dark Crystal. Kira gets fucking prison shanked and dies. So, Jen stabs the shard into the Dark Crystal and the Skeksis are like, ah, fuck. And that's when we see all the crab <laughs> monsters start to fucking crumble and die as the Skeksis panic and the mystics are suddenly there. They're like, what up? We traveled for fucking four days. It's like Lord of the Rings. It takes us fucking three movies, but we're here. And we're ready to fucking... It only took it. one here. See? See? Jim Henson yeah. didn't need to sit there and drag that shit out. It felt but like yeah, three movies. There. So, um, <laughs> the castle walls begin to come on the way as the problems are all free. <laughs> the castle is now back to its true form of looking like a bunch of crystals. The Skeksis and the Mystics soon begin merging together. Ooh and become what they were before the crystal was shattered, Ursex. I think that's what it is, Ursex? Like, Ursex, something like that. Either way, they look like flowers you find in the trash for wrapping paper. Like, if you go to Michael's, yes. you'll find a bunch of Ursex. You can buy them for, like, two bucks. They were all looking for Ursex. But, but yes, <laughs> but, but yeah, they revert back to their original form of the United Beings that they were, and, yeah, you know, they're all happy and shit like that. They bring, they bring Jen back to life, but saying that, you know, like us, your your two two lives are now combined, you know, so you, you are now sharing one life force just like us. And then all, all of their spirits shoot into the, the crystal. They shoot into the sky. And now Jen and Kira are left in charge of the crystal. But I just like the, the, the explanation that the Ursex gave was like, <laughs> yeah, man. We were fucking assholes. Like, we were just hanging out, having a good time, and, you know, this guy over here was like, dude, it's Friday. Let's bust this fucking crystal open. And we were like, hell yeah. <laughs> so we fucking threw it on the ground. Like, oh, shit. 
And then we fucking split apart, and we're like, oh, man, like, that sucks. Like, we were having a good time, but we fucking broke that crystal. Hey, anyway, Jim, you take care of that. We're going to go into fucking space and fuck. That's the eternity or whatever we're going to do. We don't know. We don't know. It's Saturday. We can do anything. And Jim's like, what? And they're like, yeah, man, that's the explanation. And he's like, oh, cool. And Kira's still alive? And they're like, yeah, man. Like, we brought back the life. She's a zombie now, so she might bite you. You might not want to hang out with her. And she's like, blah, 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 no! Yeah, no! No, brains! So he's got to chain her up in the fucking garden and just hang out with her every now and then. It's all right. They'll have his little zombie baby together. It's just like you like. <laughs> so, yeah. So, again, like we had just, like the monkeys said, like I just said, the Ursex take off as Kira comes back to life leaving the Gelflings with the crystal of truth now. And we see the land go back to, like, beautiful, like, it's, everything is green, the water is good, everything is cool. Uh, and that is how we end the Dark Crystal. Thank God. <laughs> it's, just, it's, 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 it's not for me. I'm not, you know, <clears throat> again, I appreciate, Monkey, the fact that you love this movie. I know you love fantasy movies, so I, I think that's really fucking cool. But, man. This fucking movie was like, I felt like Alex in the Clockwork Orange, like I was pulling my fucking eyes open going, got to get through it, got to get through it. <laughs> Write some notes. And again, I swear to God, I thought that Chamberlain was going to become emperor because the Wikipedia yep. is strange. I read the Wikipedia page and it said that it was the other guy. It said uh, Skexis or whatever the fuck his name was, was the one that was trailing Jen and Kira. It didn't say Chamberlain. So that's why I was fucking confused. Well, it, it, says, it says one of the Skeksis. I don't mean Will. Them. Okay. Fuck my But anyway, like, my di- yeah, I, I, he did, yeah, this Chamberlain did not have diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have to clap either. Um, but no, like to, to close out, because I know we have to close out because we're almost done. But this is definitely a fucking kids movie. Like, at no point I'm like, man, a kid would be, like, so freaked out by this movie. Like, I was like, no, this is definitely a fucking kid's movie. Like, well, I, I mean, again, though, here's the thing, though. As a kid, I saw this movie, and I remember there being things in this film that kind of freaked me out. Hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, it's fair. Like, I just, I don't know. I mean, again, I'm, you know, a 30-year-old man watching this movie for the first time, and I've seen some shit. So... It takes a lot for me to be like, yeah, that would be scary if I was a kid. No. When I was a kid, I was watching fucking RoboCop. <laughs> you, um, yeah, yeah, but you are not a normal kid, all right? No, <laughs> and I'm not. Anyway, the, <laughs> and this movie, I like, watched Fraggle Rock. Has, Does that count? I Fraggle Rock. The, the, well, the oh. idea for Fraggle Rock came from this well, movie. though. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah, part of this movie rock. was supposed to be what, while they were going around in the caverns underneath, they were supposed to come across <laughs> a, uh, a group of uh, creatures that had a mining colony underneath the castle. And then Henson was like, no, we're going to sit there inside. We're going to sidebar that because I think I'm going to sit there and turn that into another TV show. So that's where Fraggle no. Rock actually came from was the Dark Crystal. Kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, that was the only thing I used to like when I was a kid was Fraggle Rock. Like, I didn't like anything else, but Fraggle Rock just seemed fucking cool to me. I don't know why, but 
Uh, anyway, oh, as you're pulling I mean, out the, the show. The fucking Winnie Claws were just the dozers, bro. No, yeah, no. So the Poglings. I didn't. Podlings. You know, Marie <laughs> and, and Monty and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, Wool, you loved it. I feel bad. <laughs> and and thank you to new listener Casey for following along tonight. She actually messaged me and she's like, I like this movie. I'm going to heal. You got to start to talk about it. <laughs> You're going to listen to me being confused <laughs> the entire time. So hopefully this being her first episode, she's not like, well, fuck this show. <laughs> it's just fucking you being confused the entire time and talking about the Dark Crystal. So thank you, Casey, for listening. That's awesome. And thank you to Jen, new listener, also, who said that she was listening tonight, which is fucking cool. So, But anyway. Oh, uh, l- so look at tweet. that. The power of the dark crystal bringing in new listeners. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Jen, who's a good friend of mine, she only wanted to listen because the character's name is Jen. So she's like, that's the only thing I liked about the dark crystal. <laughs> the, the character's name is Jen. That's it. And I was like, all right, fair, fair. <laughs> it's like, we feel like something. But anyway. Uh, Ghoul, next week is it your pick. What are we talking about next week? Can we go back to yeah, horror? Well, yes, we we are going. We are going to horror. We are going to 2022. We're going to go with the newer okay. film. Wow. You know, it it, sure. it is it is February. Um, we are going to once again re-enter the world of Jordan Peele, and we are going to go with Nope. Okay, plain and simple. Hell nope. yes, let's fucking go. Nope. Yes. Thank you. Nope. Because I was going to pick it nope. myself. So that's a big yes on nope. <laughs> I, I'm so excited. <laughs> I honestly was going to make it my pick last week, but I decided to go with Studio 666. So <clears throat> very excited to talk about nope. Uh, so we'll be talking Dean, about it's on movies <laughs> anywhere. So if you are looking for it, you can find it there. Oh, and it's on yeah, Peacock. So. It's on well, Peacock. Copy, so right? Peacock yeah. You can watch it. So anyway. All right, so thank you so much, Dean, for joining us for this episode of The Dark Crystal. We'll see you back here next oh, week yeah. for Nope. Uh, oh, yes. Yes. Nope. And Monkey. Nope. Thank you so much for your pick of The Dark Crystal. I'm being very generous when I say thank <laughs> you. But anyway, thank you. Thank you uh, we will see you back here <laughs> next week for Nope. So why don't you go ahead and sign us yeah, off? Th- <laughs> Thanks for letting me come in your ear. Good night, everybody. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All nope. right, and uh, you're nope. up to nope. Go ahead and sign yourself up. Go. Stay scared, everybody. Stay scared. And, and as the king will certainly be, he'll stay salty. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to puppet movies, yeah, I probably will. Uh, and I have a different definition of creature features, as the monkey does know. <laughs> what we think of as creature features, we're definitely not agreeing on. But either way, I'm very happy to be talking about Jordan Peele's Nope next week. We'll see you back here for that episode. Hail Satan. Hail yourselves. Hail Odorous. Keep America strong. Watch horror movies. And we'll see you back here next week. Nope. Back to horror, everybody. Can't wait.